your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Johanna Munson. Johanna is a highly practical yet deeply spiritual entrepreneur whose soul-centered leadership brings you peace of mind through end-of-life planning. She supports adults to face the often challenging conversations and decisions around end-of-life planning. She is a lifelong educator and coach and brings her deep appreciation for the human capacity for continued growth to her work with her clients. Welcome to the show, Johanna. Thank you so much, Mary. It's a pleasure to be here and it's such a great uh, group of people that you've gathered to support people in the aging process. Thank you so much. Yeah. So today, Johanna and I are going to talk about legacy and how you want to be remembered. My first question to you, therefore, Johanna, is what is legacy, or should I say, what is a legacy? Yeah, well, actually, if you look at the dictionary, and we all do online dictionaries these days, so I went to dictionary.com, and they say it's a gift of property, especially personal property, uh, such as money, um, and it's usually given by will or a bequest. But that's not the kind of legacy we're going to talk about today. Uh, today, I really want to address the idea of a personal legacy, uh, living your life according to values and leaving something behind that exemplifies those values. Okay. So how does one go about planning their legacy then? How does that whole process start? Yeah. So the first thing to do is really uh, take a look at your values. And I, I mostly work with people in their 50s, 60s, 70s. So They've had some life experience. Uh, they kind of know what matters to them. Maybe they have had a series of, of jobs, of vocations, and gradually they've been able to get to a point where they feel like their life is more in line with, with those values. And so for me, uh, you mentioned I'm a lifelong learner. So that kind of growth and learning is is really important to me. I've always been involved in education in some form or other. Uh, so, and then community is really important to me. That's another big value. And so that's why Compass and Clock is such a great uh, way to, to grow together. Um, nature and spirituality are really important to me. And so I've got this long list of values and you can look things up like that online, or if people are interested, I can send that out to them. And you can't, you know, have a huge list like that. So maybe choose your top 10 and then look at those and narrow them down to your five basic, you know, really meaningful values. And sometimes they'll sort of be together like um, trustworthiness and responsibility. You know, you might decide which of those is more important to you. So um, you have those five values and you can refer back to them as you're making decisions, uh, especially about end of life planning. And so for me, community is really important. 
I've been living out sort of in the um, rural part of Bainbridge Island, and now I'm really looking to move into town and be part of a, of a community much more so as I'm about to hit 60 this year. Can you be kind enough and on that very long list, can you read off, you know, maybe 20 of them? Sure. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, acceptance, adventure, uh, balance, challenge, uh, competency, consciousness, friendship, family, uh, empathy, ecological wisdom, uh, openness, heart-centered, pleasure, solitude, self-awareness, uh, inner harmony. It's just uh, some really fascinating ones that you might not think of right off the bat. Okay. So we start with values and we, um, your, your suggestion is um, select at least 10. And then from that 10, then try to hone it down a little bit doesn't necessarily have to be five maybe seven are really important to somebody maybe it's three for another so yeah. now we've got the values what would our next step be so then it's a matter of looking at your life how it is now and sort of matching up or comparing to those values and am i actually living out my life in that way uh, so we've all had to make adjustments because of the pandemic and you know, being online so much more than in person. Um, and so for me, the idea of community, you know, I had to reassess what that meant to me and how I was going to be able to create that in my life. Uh, another one for me is uh, playfulness. And so I look at my life and like, okay, there's so much that I used to do. Like I used to love country dancing and that's yeah, just not happening as much as it was, but I, so I can maybe replace that concert dancing with live music. And so I've been able to go to concerts and, you know, sometimes I'll still wear a mask if I don't feel like being <laughs> around other people, but um, in their air, uh, but so making adjustments for what your life actually looks like, how can you bring that value into it so that you feel uh, at peace, so you feel like you're living your life fully um, and really getting that satisfaction from um, how you experience the day-to-day -day fact of being alive. So you're saying to um, the planning for the legacy process starts with the values, yeah. then you evaluate your life. Are you living it to your fullest? Are you living it honestly? You know, um, like in my case, I'm always putting others first. So this year I made a promise to myself that every Wednesday I was going to go play trivia. Yeah. Because <laughs> I work really hard and during the middle of the week, it's a great break. break. And I love playing trivia. It, it's great for my brain. My mom had Alzheimer's, so I'm always mm -hmm. trying to keep my brain active. Um, yeah. And I can socialize at the same time. So it's a great way to break up the week. But yeah. I, I was working too much and I wasn't... Um, providing enough for myself because mm -hmm. I'm a very social person. So, okay. So one of the things that you said when you and I had talked at one point is um, I, I have a note here um, and it has to do with more like a legacy. Um, you were saying you worked with folks out of 50, 60 and 70, 
but is there really any age? I mean, you could start planning your legacy when you're in your thirties, right? And you also talked about while someone is working, they need to contemplate if their job is fulfilling. So mm -hmm. if you can go over that, the age and the job and everything, um, that would be appreciated. Yeah, sure. So uh, as um, I remember when I was in my 20s, I was after I graduated from college, I went and lived in Japan for four years. And well, I was teaching English and then worked as a translator. And I can't say that I was really thinking about my values. Um, it was an adventure. And yeah, maybe that's one of my values that I didn't realize at the time. Um, and it's so valuable, it's invaluable for younger people to make a practice of doing this. And so for those who are, you know, just starting out, you know, maybe in college or graduating from college and thinking about what kind of work they want to do, what would be fulfilling for them, uh, reality sometimes intrudes on it and we can't live in complete alignment with our values all the time. Uh, but when we notice that we're not happy or not feeling fulfilled, like you mentioned, you're missing out, feel like you're missing something. Um, if we know what those basic things that make life meaningful to us are, then we can say, okay, how can I address this? How can I find a way to make this more um, a part of my life? And um, so in terms of work, uh, I have done all kinds of things <laughs> in my life. I've been a stay-at-home mom, and that was fulfilling in that, you know, I raised kids who are now um, at, in their adult, early, you know, early mid-20s, and, and so that was successful and fulfilling. Um, but I was missing who I really was in the process, and so since I've left home, I've been able to get training as a, a coach. I've been able to and go through the end of my parents' life and, and be present for them and learning. I uh, went to death doula training and really interesting work about helping families at the end of someone's life. Um, and so that's all kind of come together now. Um, and, and I just love what I'm doing. I love my life. And uh, it's definitely a white privilege kind of thing to be able to live this way. I, I recognize that. And um just honored to be able to um, have the freedom in my life to do that. Um, and not everybody has that that possibility. Well, our son is 20 years old and he's, you know, embarking on a career path and he's not sure if it's the right one or not. And, mm -hmm. you know, as you say, is your job fulfilling? I tell him, you know what, hon, just try it. Yeah. If you like it, yeah. great. This is not permanent. You can make changes. You can, exactly. you tried it at work, you tried it, you love, whichever the case may be, you know, yeah. just know that you have choices. So as long as everybody, our listeners are, are listening, you know, to us, you know, if you are not fulfilled at your job, which is a huge part of your life, yeah. try to uh, make changes to it. You know, how can it be fulfilling? Is it a slight career change? Is it a matter of talking okay. with your boss? Is it a matter of where you work? you know, from home, et cetera. So um, the one thing though is the age. Can you be any any age to create a legacy? Yeah, so the kind of legacy that we are talking about here today is, um, so considering those values, considering what you've done with your life, 
Um, how do you want to be remembered? Um, I have these uh, questions in my program where we talk about who and what matter most. And one of the questions um, I love to explore with people is, if the people you love were to remember three things about you, what would you want them to remember? So let me say that again. If the people you love were to remember three things about you, what would you like them to remember? And so we can create our legacy in that sense. And I know like my grandparents, I have very strong memories of my grandfather and he was stern and he was always very, um, just not very, uh, didn't say nice things about us. And so that's sort of the legacy that I have from him. Now he, he also was a great um, speaker and he could spout poetry and very well read. And uh, so those are, you know, legacy items too. Um, but when I think about what I want to be remembered for, um, you know, it's for my compassion, for my ability to connect people, for my curiosity. Um, and so back to those values, when we've identified those, then, okay, how am I going to put that into practice so that um, that's what comes to mind when, when people think of me? Okay, so that prompted my next question then. So once the values are identified, um, then you think about the people in your life that you would want um, to be connected with your legacy. So how do you go about doing that? Do you have some helpful tips to share with us to the, that connection there? Yeah, so um, you can use that question. What would you like? What are three things you'd like to be remembered for? Um, you can ask things like, uh, if you're not feeling like you're, really yourself right now, think to, back to a time when in your life have you most felt like yourself mm -hmm. and uh, try to bring that sort of lifestyle back. Um, and then this idea of legacy as, as something that you will hand down, think of the question, how can you use your legacy to make the world a better place? Um, you know, I know people, you know, who have lots of money, like the Gates Foundation, you know, they'll they're focused on world health. Um, there are other ones that are, are working on women's opportunities and um, anti-racism. And, you know, so some of us have that ability to do things on a major scale. Some of us are very much more on a personal scale. And so one of my legacies, I hope, is that I'm, you know, encouraging people to have end-of-life planning conversations. And, you know, we've um, so I have a question for you, Mary, what, did, what do you think your legacy will be from this, uh, either compass and clock or from something um, else you're doing? We've had this conversation as far as prepping to do this, um, podcast, but I never, um, have thought about my legacy at this point. But if I were to answer that other question, what are three things I would want somebody to remember me by? I would want one of them to be that um, people think I'm kind, um, that I'm always thinking of others. I would want um, one of them to be that, you know, like you, that I'm compassionate um, and, and and also fun. I, I <laughs> you know, I. I would really have to look at your value list, I think, because yeah. um, to be asked on the spot what to be remembered by, I, I don't know that I can answer it adequately. 
-hmm. but I would definitely go through um, the process as you know, you know, I know you're training people for this. So with that, why don't we go to the next step then? So what's the next step once you've figured out who those important people are and what you want to be remembered by or how to be remembered? What's that Mm -hmm. step look like? Yeah, so uh, at some point you've got to put things down in writing and whether it's typed out or written out by hand um, or even just recorded, um, often people will leave a video legacy Mm-hmm. Um, leaving messages for their loved ones. And, you know, I don't have um, any recordings of my mom before she died. She died in 2007 and video wasn't such a big thing then. And she wasn't really comfortable on camera either. But the idea now of, of having um, a recording of her speaking uh, is, is, would be lovely. And so we can do it as simply as that. We all, most of us have smartphones and, and just record your thoughts on, on that. And uh, so you can write it down. And in some ways this is um, prepping for your eulogy or obituary. Think of it in those terms. Um, You know, if you were being written about by your um, loved ones in a, a newspaper. Uh, what would be the highlights? What would you want them to to share about you? So that's sort of the outer form. To me, the value of the work is really what how it impacts my life, how it would impact your life to to do that work, and the ripples just spread. Um, sometimes it is written down, or it will take a the form of a creating a foundation or creating an event or you know some sort of visible thing but sometimes it's enough just to go through the process and have it be that inner uh, awakening it should be journaling you know this isn't a process that they're going to do in a weekend you know um it's it's to get them to start thinking about it sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. and uh adapt it into their lifestyle so that they're being true to themselves and uh, thinking about how they want to be remembered by others right So what we've just discussed is more like a personal legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we talk a little bit about a legacy on behalf of someone else? Because I think I told you when I created Compass and Clock, I did it as a legacy to my mom. She passed away from Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And when we were trying to navigate that journey through her disease, we didn't know where to go to get the answers. Mm -hmm. And it was overwhelming. And so the conception and inspiration for Compass and Clock was my mom so that people had a place to come, a platform that was filled with um, the questions and answers for what they might need. So they're not um, overwhelmed and trying to find this research all on their own. And, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago, we we didn't have internet access to do that. So even though you have it now, it's still quite overwhelming to figure out the things for healthcare, housing, finance, legal, everything, family support. So to me, that was a a legacy for my mom in honor of my mom. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about a legacy for someone or behalf of someone? How would you outline that? Yeah, we often are are inspired by what somebody, what a loved one has done with their life or by some experience uh, we have that we feel like, oh, we had this issue and, and now I have the experience and the resources to be able to 
um, solve that problem. Uh, I think of, you know, organizations like ones that support animals and maybe your um, father just always loved dogs and wanted to, um, you want to honor that by giving some of the inheritance to a, a Com uh, organization that supports um, pets and and like humane society. humane society type thing. Yeah, um, it's not always possible for us to take it to the level that you have, where we're actually becomes our our reason for for being. Um, but we can definitely live our lives. Like in my family, my grandmother was a was born in 1900, and she was involved in the suffragette movement. So she was, you know. 18 in 1918 when um, the yeah, the women got the right to vote, uh, I guess in 1920 anyway, around there. And so she was always active in uh, social justice movements. And so that's inspired me. I just got my last set of postcards, you know, for supporting voters and others, inviting voters in other states to get to the polls. And so I carry on that legacy that I feel she left. Um, so we can honor, think of it as a way to honor those who have gone before us. Okay. So um, there's also, in my mind, a legacy can be financial and emotional, like the Gates Foundation's financial. What I did was emotional. Can you touch on the different types of legacies? Because they're not always, in my mind, tied to a monetary value. Yeah, I'd like to invite people to just to get away from that idea that it has to be um, it's only a legacy when it's when it's financial. Um, you've given a beautiful example of an em emotional one. And um, so there's the um, just the sense that when we identify what matters to us and, you know, we are <laughs> each such unique uh, amazing creations and we have talents that nobody else has and the way that we express that individuality can just can change one person's life or it can change you know millions of people's lives and um, to not be afraid to really uh, go deep do that reflection work and um, because you know we talk about happiness and you know feeling like life is worth living um, as we age, we're not always able to maintain some of the things we used to do, like work will fade away. Um, sometimes relationships change, people die, we lose um, connection with people. But if we are looking at those values, if we are finding ways to exemplify them and put them into practice in our lives, um, then it, life can be good and mm -hmm. even when, when there are major changes happening. Okay. Um, do you have any final words of advice that you want to share with our listeners? Do you feel like you've been able to um, explain legacy and how to go about um, creating one, um, thinking about it, et cetera? Do you want to share anything with us? Well, it's uh, it's a important part of coming to terms with our lives. And that's why, you know, I often work with, with people in 50 plus. Um, and if you can see it as an opportunity for reflection, it's not a pressure, it's not a, a um, task, it's a, a way to 
really dig deep into our our reasons for for being here for being alive and you know we have that lovely saying by mary oliver our one wild and precious life um, that's one of my favorite sayings from her poems and what are we going to do with that um, and if you make this a, a communal process right talk about it with your partner or with a, a friend somebody that you're close to that can then uh, expand this idea and you'll get some good feedback on that question, what do you want? How do people remember you? What if if I were to die today, what would people remember about me? Um, and it just, to me, it brings a lot of joy when I engage in that process. And so it's an invitation, not a task, not something else to add to your to-do list, just an invitation. You know, my husband's mother passed away when we were married only one year. So Mm -hmm. um, our two children and his sister's three children never met their grandmother mm -hmm. um, on, on my husband's side. And had there been a recording of her, um, I'm just thinking of her infectious laugh. Oh, it yeah. It would have been so lovely for all of our children to have seen a video with her just sitting here talking, saying, hey, you know, um, life goes on. You know, you never know when it's going to be your time. Um, I just want to say hello to everyone out there. And if I yeah. was part of your life, fantastic. If I wasn't, I sure wish I was or something like that. Just right. I know people save um, messages, voicemails on right. their phone right. of a loved one that has passed so they can hear their voice. So, yeah. 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 Well, if everyone just starts to think about that, that would be great. But I do have to say thank you, Johanna, for talking with myself and our listeners about legacy today. I think it was truly eye-opening and something we should all be thinking about. So until next week, take care and thanks for listening and thanks for joining us, Joanna. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you, Mary. Okay, bye-bye everyone.